0: Hi, this is Dr. Ross Carter with the Medical Influencers Show. I want to welcome uh, our uh, our special guest, Dr. Tara Scott. Welcome to the show today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Carter, for having me.
0: Well, thanks for uh, show, um, being on the show with us today. Now, Dr. Scott is an expert in hormones and all things hormones. Now, now, how did you get involved uh, initially in this uh, in this field?
1: Well, my background is OBGYN. And so obviously, working with women, I started out the normal way, delivering babies, doing surgeries. And if there was a problem, you just cut out the uterus, right? And so um, after a while, you know, uh, noticed that people weren't feeling as good. And that was right about the time where the United States had their big women's health initiative that said, don't take hormones, because they studied synthetic hormones. So there was a lot of di- uh, of like need for something. So I just started studying there about bioidentical hormones. But then, you know, the more you learn the you realize the less you know, right? So I went on and did my A4M fellowship and got that board certification in 2012. And then I took the integrative medicine boards in 2015 and got that third board of board certification. So um, that and a ma- uh, menopause practitioner, certified menopause practitioner through the North American Menopause Society. So really the last 15 years, I've been doing a functional and integrative approach to women's health. Um, being interested because of my own screwed up hormones you know I, I had infertility couldn't get pregnant I had to take drugs to get all my kids so that's usually how people get interested right their own personal experience or a family member or a patient yes. right yes yeah
0: so that's how you got involved in it I, lo- I love that we say take we tell our children don't take drugs but I had to take drugs to actually get you so
1: yeah, they were very costly. You know, I tell my kids all the time how much they cost me, right? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, obviously I wanted kids at a certain time and a certain spacing. and We had a lot of failed cycles in the middle as well as, you know, pregnancy loss. So, you, I, you know, would I do it all again, you know, potentially? But well, if I knew what I knew now about functional medicine and why, what the problem was, potentially I wouldn't have needed to have that.
0: So, did you find out what it was that was preventing you from from having children at the time?
1: Right. So, a couple of things. Me, I had endometriosis. I had three surgeries for that. But um, when it came time to do the third one, I had already employed some natural hormone balancing, and so I had cured my endometriosis. So, I have. We had like kind of proof with the surgery that it had. Uh, gone away and also come to find out that there are genetic SNPs, so those are enzymes that are genetically coded, that don't work well in me as far as getting rid of estrogen. So through a genetic evaluation and a hormone evaluation, I found out that that kind of impairs the, what we call ovulation or the normal release of the egg. And so I couldn't get pregnant. And so now, you know, things are as, as normal as they can be for my age. But, you know, so I think, um, you know, if I would have known what I knew now and the approach that I have now, I probably would have needed all the drugs, all the surgeries that I had. Um, so... So that's why I went into this field to help other people benefit from what I learned.
0: That's brilliant. That's fantastic. And what and is is your area of specialty uh, how to how to uh, uh, you know start a family? Is that your area? What what is your area in the in this specialty? What would you say?
1: So we see we really see you know we we see both men and women, but mostly I see mostly women. I mean that would be the the probably the most common patient that we see anyone from puberty. You know, uh, until, you know, through past and through menopause, anyone with any problems, we first, the first type of patient we'll see is a girl who has a lot of anxiety and her period starts. So that could be tied to a problem getting rid of estrogen or, you know, painful periods or acne. There's that type of patient. Then there might be a type of patient that might be in her 20s or 30s that is having problems with their cycles and not able to conceive and we'll see them. The most common patient we see is, you know, the 40-ish in there with periods being irregular and having headaches and migraines and irregular bleeding and sleep problems, weight gain, any of those things. Um, that's probably our most common patient.
0: Wow, so so you actually can see a patient from, you know, when they when they're a teenager to, throughout their whole life, pretty much, right?
1: Right, and, and I have. I, I have in the past seen patients who were kids of my patients and then seeing them through their teen years, through their pregnancies, and then now, you know, after they've had kids. So that's one of the things that I liked about OB-GYN as a specialty, but seeing kids in their teen years is actually really helpful because then we can correct things that are wrong if it is one of those genetic issues um, with methylation or identify triggers so that they don't go forward and have problems.
0: Now, how does it? let's say a younger woman, a teen woman know that she has maybe that something that she should have evaluated as opposed to just norm, you know, as opposed to just becoming a woman, I guess uh, the easiest way for me to say.
1: Well, that's a great question. Right now, what is common in traditional medicine is, let's say, a girl comes in and she has really bad cramps. So there's a certain evaluation done to make sure she doesn't have a tumor, make sure she doesn't have fibroid tumor, maybe a pelvic ultrasound, rarely blood work. And then after the absence of a problem, the only therapy is to treat with oral contraceptives. So what oral contraceptives are obviously are marketed for birth control, but let's just say this teenager doesn't need birth control because she's not sexually active. She's 14 or what have you. Uh, So giving her synthetic oral estrogen and synthetic progestins over time has been shown an increased risk of cervical cancer and breast cancer. Now, while these birth control pills do regulate their cycles, they don't treat the cause. So whatever is that's causing the heavy periods is still going to be there when they decide to go off the birth control pills if they want to pursue a family. So it's really masking the problems. And there's also another study that came out last year that showed an increased risk of depression in these girls that are put on this. So, you know, I'm not a fan of birth control pills to treat a problem. For birth control, that's what they're indicated first and that, that's what they work for. But for a problem with your cycle, we like to get the root cause of it and correct it.
0: Well, that makes sense. So, so if you're taking birth control for birth control, yes. But if it's, a, if it's a hormonal issue, then that's not the best choice. What about bioidentical?
1: So bioidentical refers to being chemically the same as what your body makes. So for example... If you have a patient that's a diabetic and they have a really low blood sugar and they're going to pass out, are you going to give them Splenda? No. Splenda is an artificial sweetener. It has zero calories. It's not going to raise their blood glucose. You're going to give them a glucose tablet or orange juice or something to raise their blood sugar so they don't pass out. So we have bioidentical hormones. Now they're not they're not um, approved for birth control, obviously, because when we give you birth control, you're doing something artificial to prevent ovulation. Nice. So you're giving a set of hormones to make the body think that you have enough estrogen, so the egg, the signal isn't sent from the brain to release the egg. So that's the whole point is to, to prevent ovulation, right? right? That's when you're taking birth control. But when we're talking about cycle control, what we see most often is, people make estrogen from the developing egg, but they don't have enough balancing hormone progesterone. So usually your body makes estrogen, the egg is released, and then the shell of the egg makes progesterone. So early in teen years and later, after your 40s, that becomes unbalanced and that causes problems. It's kind of like if you had a credit card and you charged it but you didn't pay it off, you would have a balance.
0: That would keep growing and then, yeah, then you're in trouble.
1: Yes, exactly. No one's
0: been through that before, I'm sure. So, yes. so as you get older uh, and you hit your 40s, as a woman does, uh, then then there's changes again, correct?
1: Yeah, so all the good eggs are released first. And that's why when you have pregnancies, as you get older, you're what we call an advanced maternal age. So over 35, there's a slightly increased risk of birth defects. And so that's because all the good eggs are gone and what's left at the bottom of the ovary then, if you will, are the ones that are not as good quality. So it would follow if you're not trying to get pregnant in your 40s that the lesser quality is not going to have the right balance of hormones. They don't have as much progesterone. It's just not as good quality of a follicle. So that's a normal problem. Where we get into problems is when people have genetic alterations in these enzymes that get rid of estrogen or if they get too much estrogen from their environment, from pesticides, from hormonal fed meats, you know, from a poor diet, from not digesting, having gut issues, there's a whole lot of things that can kind of take that snowball and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. So some people, you know, we really just need to identify the problem. Not everybody needs to be prescribed a hormone. I mean, we need to identify what is the problem. What are your levels? Do you have too much estrogen? Do you have too little? Do you have progesterone? And obviously, our first choice would be to treat the cause. If you're not digesting your, uh, you know, if your gut isn't working, that affects your estrogen. Is it the gut? Is it your genetic hormone uh, enzymes that detox your hormones? Are you eating too much processed food that has, you know, uh, you know, has pesticides in it or whatever? So those kind of things.
0: So as a woman gets older in her fifties and, and she gets to menopause do you believe that uh, they're gonna need some type of support for their, their, their hormones?
1: So that's a tough question because I 100% believe in personalized care. So some women, Dr. Carter, yes, need hormones, some don't. So think of it this way. As you are uh, going through your normal cycle, think of your ovaries as your paycheck and think of your adrenal gland as your 401k. Right. If you're saving for retirement and you're not living paycheck to paycheck, when you retire, you'll have plenty in your 401k and you won't need to work. Now, if you're someone who's had, you know, a house fire, your unexpected income, right, unexpected problems, and you're eating into that savings when you retire, you're going to have to get another job, you know, because you're not going to have enough in your savings account. So stress affects, you know, people, their normal environmental demands. And then you think about it, think about college. Some people don't need financial aid, right? They're fine, they can pay tuition. Some people can't go to college without financial aid. So that's what we see with women. Some women go through and through like good genes, everything's working correctly, the detox is working correctly, they have a good diet, they have stress management, they sleep well, they exercise, they may not need hormones. Whereas somebody else who has bad genetics, poor diet, other things, they may need that financial aid, if you will, to get through the transition, you know, and then it depends what if they had their ovaries removed, then they, they are more likely to need hormone replacement because the number one killer in women is heart disease. And so number two is stroke. Number three is lung cancer for breast cancer. If you add up two, three, and four, you still do not equal the amount of deaths from heart disease. And by far, we know that estrogen helps your heart and decreases the risk of heart disease, and also decreases osteoporosis. So, you know, men have a higher incidence of death from heart attacks until about age 50. Then it's about equal for women. And then women in the 60s higher than men. So there's a protective effect of estrogen.
0: Interesting. I hadn't heard it that way, but okay, I like that. That's interesting. So it, it, it's, it's as a man becomes has more estrogen, <laughs> we come, it protects our heart more?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. There's actually been studies on testosterone. So testosterone turns into estrogen in men through an enzyme called aromatase. And so men for low testosterone, if they have too much estrogen, if they have low testosterone, there's actually an increase in all cause of mortality. But yes, you're right. Men, they looked at that connection between estrogen and heart disease for men as well. Not quite as many studies as there are for women, but there are are a few studies there.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. So I, it, this can get into a very complicated situation where uh, somebody who, you know, is listening is like, I, you know, how do I know what I need to do myself? You said it's it's a very personalized medicine. How does someone even begin? What's, what's step A, you know?
1: Well that's a good question too and like I said I've been doing this for about 15 years and there's so much more available for patients now the more providers that are trained you know now it's not that unusual so what you want to make sure you do is work with a provider that is a hormone expert so even in the integrative and functional medicine space Your specialty may not be hormones, and so it's very complicated. And like, I don't know much about stem cells, so I wouldn't really be able to advise somebody about stem cells. But my niche is hormones, so it's important first to work with a provider that is trained specifically with hormones. And the second thing is, you need to know what your levels are. Like, I always say, test, don't guess, you know, it's hard to just know. Now, there are some symptoms that you know, just taking a history, we can tell if you have problems, some hallmark things like if you're someone who have migraines or heavy periods or if you have endometriosis, those are all signs that you have hormones that potentially are out of balance. If you already know you have that, I mean, one of the things would be, like I said, to try to find a practitioner who is, that is their niche. And so with social media and the internet now, it's not that hard to find somebody, you know, that if you know what kind of Google search to do.
0: Yeah, because you you had said that. How do you you said choose a doctor that's a specialist in hormones? But you know, I, I don't know. How do you how would how would the general public know if this doctor is a hormone specialist? You know, that you would think you don't. They don't always know. You don't know. How do you tell?
1: Right. I know it's hard from the patient side, but sometimes you can look to see if it's a you know a lot of. Uh, Providers will list their areas of specialty on their website. Mm-hmm. There's also a directory, both through a four M and I F M, which is the Institute of Functional Medicine, where they'll lift list kind of what their specialties are. And right. most of, of us in this space do offer a complimentary discovery call where you can get on the phone and talk with someone. And so For example, like I said, if someone calls in and says, Hey, do you treat Lyme disease? I would say, you know, no, we refer you here, you know, for Lyme disease. So a lot of practitioners also offer that complimentary kind of intake call to see, because you want to know if you're, you need, you want to vet the doctor too and see if they know, you know, what, if they know how to treat it.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. And um, so for Let's say somebody who's listening to this wants to work with possibly you, um, but they don't live in your area. Is there a way that you can do you do telemedicine or, or do you have, do they have any options?
1: Yeah, there's a couple options. So um, obviously, we have social media, so we try to put out a lot of free education as well. So sometimes there's issues that you can find out there. I'm currently licensed in the state of Montana, Florida, and Ohio. So if you live in any of those states, we're set up for telemedicine. Um, you know, you can initiate care in those states with via telemedicine. And I also have a naturopathic doctor on my staff and their licensure is a little bit different. So they're not subject to the same licensure restrictions as we are as MDs for states. so they can walk they can do some things across state lines, which is another reason why it's like kind of good to know what the um, what your issues are before we work with them. And then because of that hurdle, you know, I, I've been doing this long enough that, um, you know, being an expert in my field, I can see where other patients have been to doctors and then they didn't get to the root of the issue with the hormone issues or they were not treated with the right kind of hormones so I just recently created a hormone course that would be something that patients could do, and it's a kind of a DIY, online, on demand, so kind of goes through the foundations of what the hormones do, what are the symptoms if your hormones are abnormal, what are the different ways to test. So there is there are some actionable steps within that course of things that you can do as a patient to try to help your hormone balance. Some people, though, do need to see a provider and get testing. And so that does need to be ordered by somebody. It's not, I mean, there might be some people that are able to get some testing on their own, but then you need somebody who's experienced at interpreting that test. Even if you're able to get the testing, you do need to work with someone who is experienced at interpreting that.
0: Well, that's fantastic. So there's a way to do a test online. How do they they find that?
1: As far as the course or? Yes. So the course is at academy.revitalizedmed.com. And so that's where the course is. Or if you go to my website, revitalizedmed.com and, um, there is an icon that talks about the course. It gives you a course description. There's 14 modules So you can find out exactly what is involved in the course and if it's something that applies to your specific situation um, So there's information on the website there. So it'd be re- revitalized med Backsplash Academy that would be the uh, the information so it's all listed there
0: So someone if they're if they're curious about their hormones and this is is it mainly for women Is that accurate?
1: So the, base, the basic course is aimed at women, and then after that, you can pick and choose what applies to you. For example, if you're trying to get pregnant, you might want to watch the infertility module. If you're done with kids, you might be more interested in the menopause. Mm. The men's course is a separate standalone course. So if you're a male, you're not going to want to know all about women, female hormones. You're going to go right to the male course, and it walks you through male hormones. What do they do? How do we test those? What are the risks and benefits of replacing those? And that kind of thing. That's a separate course for men.
0: So that's available though. So you have a course for men and women.
1: Yes. And so obviously, now, truth be told, Dr. Carter, most of the time the women are the ones dragging the husbands in. So the women may want to watch their hormone course and then watch the male course. But men are more than welcome to just do the, the male course as well.
0: That makes sense. Beautiful. And one more time, and the, your website again?
1: revitalizedmed.com.
0: revitalizedmed.com. Perfect. Excellent. Well, Dr. Scott, that was, that was fantastic. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people that want to find out if their hormones are, are out of balance. And I think that uh, evaluation that you have or that course you have is going to be really, really helpful. So yeah, and
1: if it, you know, the course is, um, you know, is a, definitely a good place to start if you're not able to do the course or, you know, there's lo- I have a YouTube channel, lots of free videos on social media, Revitalized Med on Facebook, as well as on Instagram. So those, that's a good place to start too. Um, if you are not sure if you want to delve into a course yet or if you don't even know, maybe if that's what you have, we have lots of free content out there for people as well. Well, including, I do have a webinar, a free webinar that's on the website as well, kind of like about women's health and an integrative look at women's health. So people can watch that for free at first to see if that's something they want to learn more about.
0: Makes sense. Beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Scott. I think, uh, I think the information you, you've uh, presented today was very, very helpful. So I appreciate your time today.